0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I'm going to answer a question that Maria asked me when she DM'd me on IG. She said, hello, Rick, this may be a good question to ask. Uh, for the topic on the podcast, but I wonder as a client, how do you choose the best personal trainer to train you? Do you look at reviews? Do you look at what qualifies a great trainer so that the client can feel comfortable to train with this trainer? All right. Well, I'm going to answer that question and talk about really the idea of picking a personal trainer. Who is the right personal trainer? Here's the thing. This is a podcast for personal trainers. I have an opinion. I have an opinion that every personal trainer should have a personal trainer, or at least at some point in their career, they should have a personal trainer. I also don't necessarily feel like it should be a trade-off. You train me, I train you. I think that's valuable in certain ways, and, that, and, and, and it saves you money. So that could be kind of a longer-term approach when working out with other fitness professionals. But I think you should also pay for it. I think you should understand the value of a dollar as a client because that puts into perspective a little bit about you and what you do and how much money your clients are paying. And that then like when you're doing that, you're like, Hey man, this person's not really paying attention to me. Do I do that? This person isn't really programming that well for me. Do I do that? So I want to have a good discussion about picking the right personal trainer To you as personal trainers, not necessarily for you to get the right personal trainer, but I think you should have one at least in some point in your career. I have. You pay money for it and let you understand the value of the session and the value of the money and the time that you spend as a client and what you get out of it. All right. With that said, let's talk about what's going on here. When signing up at a gym, it's best not to just work with any old trainer that gets assigned to you. I think the number one thing that you should pay attention to, the first thing, the first thing is not education, their certifications, all that stuff. It's really comfort. And if you're at the gym and you see people and you see styles and you see interactions with clients and you have a better idea, which of these trainers is going to make you feel more comfortable? Now, some people like the I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be pushed. Well, you can be pushed and be comfortable with how they're pushing you. And there's comfort in some discomfort. Don't get me wrong. But is it the right person for you? All right. The second one outside of comfort, I think, is their style, their style of training. And this might be where somebody says, well, I do want to be pushed. Some people want the drill sergeant style. Let's bark. Let's go. Do what I say. Let's go. Move, move, move. And some people don't jive with that at all. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. It's not the right style for me. And so there are trainers that have different styles. And sometimes those styles are completely different than the personality, the ones that you want. So don't think that just because somebody is quiet, they don't like uh, the trainer that is the drill sergeant. That's the push and the go and the go. Uh, I have a business partner. I love the way he trains, but he is a no-nonsense trainer, and I tend to be a bit more empathetic with my clients, and, and I love how he trains. I really like how I train as well. So you can also mix and match. You can have styles that, that vibe with you, and they could be on a kind of a spectrum, and that's cool too. Now let's get to the stuff that you know I'm going to talk about, which is education, certification, specializations. So first and foremost, the standard in our industry are certifications. And I will tell this story. There was a, there was a trainer at a place that I was managing, and there are outside trainers coming in, training at residential buildings. And wasn't, um wasn't impressed with the certification that the guy brought in. So I'd never heard of it before, so I looked it up. And I looked it up and it cost $99 and you take a test and it's, it's A, B, and C. So it's only three options on the multiple choice. You can take the test as many times as you want to. After you pass the test, you pay the $99 and then they give you your certificate. So I'm thinking about that and I'm going, well, you have really the, the, You don't need to know anything about personal training. You just take the test as many times as you want, as many times as it takes to pass it. And then once you pass it, you pay the money and you are certified through that company. Well, that company is clearly not accredited. Nobody would ever accredit that certification. Nobody is going to stand behind that certification as a means of quality education. It doesn't mean that the information that they have in their textbook, it doesn't mean that it's bad. I think all education is good but the testing criteria was not solid and so the nasm goes through an accreditation process it is a third party accreditation other companies like nsca and acsm and ace those are all companies that are accredited by the same ncca external accreditation so that's important and i think that you should have this NCCA accredited certification. Uh, Clearly, I think the choice you should be making is the NASM. (laughs) I think NASM is the one you should do. Uh, With that said, the NASM CPT is your base level certification. So once you get that, you are just now the baseline certified, baseline educated to be a personal trainer. That's why people... Go on to, to school and they get uh, degrees in the field or they go on and a lot of the specializations that NASM has, like corrective exercise specialist, performance enhancement specialist, certified nutrition coach, certified wellness coach, all great specializations that you can add to your toolbox to help train your clients and be better at it. Those also, uh, they require continuing education credits. Now, I have done shows on here before about continuing education and how vital I believe that is. So just note that the certifications cannot be a one-time, you're certified forever certification. The certifications do have to be renewed and that is done through, uh, the accreditation process. So any accredi- accredited certification will require that. All right. The next thing when it comes to personal trainers is what are the offerings that they're giving you? So there, are there offerings that they have? Are those specializations that they did before in those offerings? Because you're going to come in with all of these different goals um, and, and we need to know what those are. But the offerings might be something like, well, do you do virtual training? Do you do virtual programming? So I can send you a monthly program and you can follow, maybe here are some of the things that I want you to do on your days off. Is there a Facebook group that you can be a part of where all of the clients that are trained by this person are in the same group? They talk about things. they, uh, They ask questions and you pop into that group to answer questions. This is interesting because when we get later on, we're going to talk about pricing and kind of the, the more offerings you have, the, the more you can price what you offer. And some people, I know a lot of business coaches, and they'll say, look, ask for what you want and then provide the offerings that make that a valuable sell. So you could, $200 per training session, that's a lot of money, but does the $200 per training session, uh, is that once a week, every week, but does that include monthly programming outside of the time you see them? Does it, uh, involve continual email exchanges or text message exchanges? Are you part of the Facebook group? Are you, there's so many things that can be added to it. So your offerings create the value, your value dictates your pricing as just the market. I think there's some other things too. I think um, honesty is going to be another component. Now, what I say by that is I just had a phone call with somebody today, and they had a big goal about weight loss. And kind of going through the idea of weight loss, I needed to be very honest because the, the individual wanted to see their abs. Now, I don't know, it was a virtual consultation, so I don't know where their abs are. I don't know what the body fat is. I don't know what the uh, the history is behind that. But I do know that majority of people that that come in for weight loss and they want to see their abs, but that's, that's a hard thing to do. So it's, it's not just the training session. It's not just the time in the gym. It is the nutritional components that go along with it. It is the time that you have to spend. It is the discipline that you have to have. It is the behaviors that have to change. and if if I don't address that with you, then uh, I can I can sell you by going, oh yeah, 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 that's not a problem. Yeah, I'll take care of that. And then I won't be able to deliver on it. so i'm I'm honest about what it is. I don't just say, yeah, I can do that. i I say I need more information, and I know that this is going to be challenging, and anybody that tries to tell you, that what you're about to do here isn't challenging is not being honest with you for the most part. Same thing with performance. Same thing with athletes that I work with that really need some corrective exercise and they have to do things on their own. But some of the elite athletes don't like doing anything on their own. They like paying other people to do it to them. And yet if you don't do it on your own, you have to wait for somebody to show up to work with you, then you could be out of something as well. So to be honest, they're, there are things that you have to do. Effort on your end that has to be made. Let's move on to the next one. Outside, in, in addition to honesty, is expertise in your needs. So what if you need weight loss? You want performance, you want lifestyle, whatever it is. Does the, the trainer have expertise? Do they have specializations, education, and experience in those things? So I, I would ask those questions And people should be asking those questions of you as personal trainers. What are your expertise? What are you good at? What are you specializing in? And there are a lot of people in here that are listening right now, and they're saying, man, I'm an expert at kettlebells. I'm an expert at Olympic lifting. I'm an expert at corrective exercise. I'm an expert at running mechanics and, and distance running. You have these expertise. Now, when you have those expertise, it is a lot easier for me if I know that as a personal trainer. When somebody comes to talk to me, then I can send them to you because that may not be my expertise. So expressing your expertise with the client as a trainer and the client needs to come to the trainer and say, this is what my goals are. And if you don't have those expertise, I don't know if this is the client where you need to be like, I'm not good at that. I've never experienced what you're trying to do, but let's give it a go. Um, and if, if that's the case, I would, I would explain that very thing. I'm not familiar with this. I know of a friend of mine that's been working with um, people that have amputations. And at one point he started and he had never done it before, but he was a very experienced fitness professional and He basically said, I've never worked uh, with this before, but would you be willing to work with me? And that person said, yes. And now this person that I'm talking about, the trainer, that's almost exclusively who he works with. He's developed expertise in that area. So are you an expert? Do you have the skills in certain things. And that's where I think you need to go back to the third thing and say, are there specializations that you have? I would find specializations and I would get education in that. All right, let's go to the next one, which is, I think you should, you should allow yourself to, uh, or allow the trainer needs to allow you to contribute To your training program. Because a lot of times the, the trainer will say, this is what we're going to do. And they will dictate everything that you do. I think that you need to find a trainer that is going to allow you to contribute to your own workout. Now, trust me, I've had clients that try to dictate to me what their workout's going to be. And when I was a younger trainer, I would just say, yes, you pay me. You tell me what you want me to watch you do, and I will take your money to watch you do what you're going to do anyway. I don't do that anymore um, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I'm not a young broke trainer in that just moved to New York City. Um, I, I have the experience and expertise, and I feel confident in my ability to gain new clients that I can replace you as a client with somebody else who can actually use my skills. So I want to not be dictated as a trainer what it is that you want me to do, but as a trainer, I should encourage clients to contribute to their own training. What do you like to do? What do you want to do? How do you want to engage yourself in our workout? Because that puts a little skin in the game. That allows your, your client to feel like they're a part of it. And when there's this sense of relatedness, we know that that through self-determination theory, theory the, the sense of relatedness is a stronger, provides a stronger sense of motivation. And then the final thing that I want to talk about is price. When it comes to picking a personal trainer then you, are, you know you're going to look at price. Now, on my my website for my gym, I have levels of pricing. And, you know, the price will go from this to this, and then the next level, price from this to this, and we'll find a trainer that fits within that pricing zone. Um, sometimes, So personal training has definitely increased um, how much you pay per hour as the industry has grown. And, and I think that you have to look at it and say, as a personal trainer, sometimes I look at it and I get worried, right? Like, I, I, would I pay that much for my services? And the fact of the matter is, it is, it's not whether or not you would pay that much because you are not the financier that has a lot more money than you and a lot more money they're willing to provide to have somebody work with them to help them be healthier, to help them be stronger, to help them perhaps lose weight, uh, to climb Machu Picchu, whatever those are. So don't ever put your price restrictions on other people around you. Now, pricing is, is personal. So when we talk about price, we start to get uncomfortable sometimes. So let's look at market values around us. and. When you are looking, for instance, if somebody is from out of town, but they're reaching out to me, and I live in New York City, and they say, I want to train one-on-one with you, and I tell them my price, but they don't live in New York City or the Northeast and these highly populated areas, and they get the price, and they go, oh, that's a sticker shock. That's That's a bit expensive for me. But it's not actually too far outside the realm of the people that are around me in the environment that I train in. So you have to look at what is the environment. Check out the gyms, how much each of them are charging, and that can help you better understand how much you can charge. But also for your, if you are a client looking for a trainer, you got to look around. And if you're looking for a commodity and just the best prices, you'll find somebody out there that can train you cheaply. I I knew a person that was training somebody for extremely cheap at my gyms. Now, I still charge what I charge for rent. They would pay me, but they were only making like 10 bucks on top of it uh, for the hour. And I had to talk with them, have a conversation with them. Now, their business isn't my business. As long as they're paying me, it's fine. But I did want to talk to them and, and express how you are not a commodity. We're not just trying to find the cheapest version of corn because corn is corn and it comes from wherever it comes from. Like a personal trainer is a personal trainer and everybody does the same thing. So who can be the cheapest? I don't, I don't like that. I like who can provide you the greatest amount of comfort. I like, who can match the style that you like i like those that are educated certified and specialized in certain things i like those that have offerings potentially outside of personal training whether that's virtual that they can do the programming that they can provide monthly uh, social media groups i like somebody that is being honest somebody that has expertise in the needs that you want, whether that's weight loss, performance, it's lifestyle needs. And I like to have a trainer that is going to allow you to contribute to your own workout, but not let you dictate the workout as that is what the professional is doing. And all of those things allow you to get more comfortable with the pricing that is there. So I know I was talking to two groups of people here, and mostly I'm I'm talking to you as a personal trainer, but if you're looking for a personal trainer, what are the options? Uh, There are a lot of options out there too that you can do. If you haven't started any virtual programming and you would like to know what that's like, then I'd be happy to set you up with a free 30-minute program through the NASM Edge app. So it's something that I've been offering to people that listen to the podcast. They can get a sense now of what it's like to engage in the NASM Edge app as a client. So then, you have a better idea what you may want to do as a trainer when you program and provide programs to people monthly, weekly, whatever it is, uh, on their downtime. So if you want to do that, you can reach out to me. You can email me at rick.richie at nasm.org. Richie is spelled R-I-C-H-E-Y. Or you can also DM me. If you DM me, it's fine on Instagram at dr.rickrichie. But at that point, I will ask for your email address so I can get you set up on the NASM Edge app and I can send that to you so that you can experience it and then maybe you can start providing that for your clients as well. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Like, subscribe, share it with your fit fam, and we'll talk to you later. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.